When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, good morning. Today. It's Casual Friday. You can't have a Casual Friday anymore? What? What's your problem? It's a wonderful overcast fall day. It's only going up to about 70 degrees. There were some pretty gnarly storms that came through last night. I have a branch that fell off my tree. It is so big, I can't even drag it. I have not even looked in the backyard today. Oh, to for your, your little teeny tiny twig of a branch might have fallen off? Donna, my <laughs> trees are so vulnerable in this first year of life that they they wouldn't as a branch. They would lose their life. They would die. I'm sorry I blew up. Elizabeth Reese was posting on Instagram. She, too, had like a branch that looks like it fell down, landed on the patio table or something oh, like okay. that. Oh, okay. So it's not just, but, I wonder what the cabin is like if it was going on up It was there. gnarly, though, wasn't it? I mean, it was out of nowhere. It was the point where, you know, 2.50 a.m., both my wife and I wake up and go to the bathroom, and she sees me on my phone. Are you checking? Just to see, is there a tornado warning that's right. coming here? Is there Because it was severe weather, you know, and you never know when that might turn. Uh, but, yeah, quite a, quite a night. I didn't hear a thing. No, I did not hear one thing. Oh I thought I, I cause I, and I even got up to use the restroom about one. Nice. Cause I have restrooms in, in my multi-level. Which, which one did you go to? I the Southern corridor. The hallway. Oh, sure. sure. Um, but I thought I heard like the, a door rattling and then I realized, oh, it's the wind. Yeah. Rattling the windows. And here's the thing, too. You know, the bummer is, and parents know this, and maybe if you have dogs who get jumpy during storms. Once I hear the thunder or the rain whipping against the window, then I can't go to sleep because I'm just waiting for one which, of the kids. Is one of the kids going to come <laughs> and appear like an apparition at the bedside? Right. Sure enough, little time went by, and then I just hear my wife say, "Right here," just like tapping the bed, right here. Aww. And one of the kids comes in, crawls Adorable. in the middle. But I like those moments. Those are little snuggle moments. That's sweet. It'll be something they remember for the rest of their lives. Thank you. Okay. You're okay. Uh, Dawn, are you you you're up to date on American Crime Story impeachment, right? Yes. Well, it is fantastic. How many episodes have you watched? I'm up to date, so I've watched two. two. Oh man, the, it's not even that the storytelling is that great. The acting is. I mean, Clive Owen. I know you're loving him as Clinton. He's you. F- Yes, because you don't feel like he's doing an impression. He right. just becomes Clinton. Does he do? I, I've heard you guys say this a couple of times now, and I, maybe I'll watch it this weekend. I don't know. The morning show's brand new, and it's out today, too. I'm not sure. But I hear people say it's not an impression. Does he throw his voice at all, though? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. He sounds like him. He sounds a little, a little bit, but he's not overdoing it to where you're thinking, 
let me analyze his impression of Bill Clinton. Right. Okay. It's okay. more about the, his, his vibe and his charisma and his creepiness. Yeah. And he's got a little bit of an accent, you know, an Arkansas-ian accent. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's okay. They don't know how to say it either. Yeah. yeah. And the Paula Jones girl is amazing. Mm. And you're right about Colby Smulders. Yes. And Coulter. I would have never known that was her. I had to look up and see who it was. I know. And I've seen the, the trailer multiple times and had no clue that that was her. Yeah, she's fantastic. It's just, you know, it's just delicious. It is. You know what I mean? It's not that it's perfect. Because they have a very long story to tell in a very pretty short amount of time mm-hmm. yeah um but this is how i felt with the oj crime story yeah it's I, like i get it this is this is an imperfect piece of art but it's art like it's yeah. there, it's it's almost like a not quite this but it's almost a pop art take on a real thing mm-hmm. right. that happened where and it's is this campy too pop like art. Uh, yes it is a little bit yeah like the oj story the i mean i loved the um andrew cunanan story i thought that was excellent it's really so all good. about how they're showing you a different perspective yeah and um i just absolutely love um sarah paulson sarah paulson is linda tripp she, you're she right. is unrecognizable mm. They have some fake teeth in there. They put a, a suit to make her look a little bit, which there was a lot of controversy, but I'm sorry, Linda Tripp was not a size two. Right. And she wasn't a gaunt size two like right. Sarah Paulson is. Right. So they completely change her. And she's, every once in a while, I see Sarah Paulson, but it's only like a fraction of the time. Yeah, I stopped seeing it now. And it's really pretty amazing. Yeah, it is such a... It's so good. It's on FX. I'm watching it, I think, on FX. But yeah. you, I think you could get it on Hulu. Can I just get it done? On we demand? have the same cable provider. Can I get it? Can I just say to my Xfinity yes. tonight, American Crime Story? Yes. Okay. Record American Crime Story. Okay. You just have to watch the first one on demand. Okay. Yeah. It's good. How it's- am I going to do that with the morning show being brand new? Steve. I'm really wanting to watch the morning show. And we have about, I don't know, 200 pages to read this weekend. Well, some of us do. Oh. I'm I'm trying to do little increments. I'm at 375. We have to get to page 514. I think I'm at 399. Okay, this is yeah. really great. So what page are you at? Steve? I'm at 375. And we're talking about Three, Stephen seven, King's seven, Billy Summers. I'm we, at. Uh, I'd like to clock in at 440 right nice. now. Oh, you're, you're <laughs> <Gone>. <laughs> final stretch, girl. Throwing bows. Yeah, yeah, you got this. It's oh. either the final stretch, unless you're Donna last week, and then it's like, should I quit now? Donna's going to send us a note, Don, <laughs> on Sunday night. I can't Actually, no, do no. It's going it. to be. It's going to be like Sunday at 2:30 in the afternoon, oh, and she'll say. Right. Guys, I'm at 5.03. I just can't. I have to do more couch stuff today. I'm a very slow reader. Even if I'm on it, I'm I'm not reading 100 pages in one sitting. I just, that's not me. I can't do it. I'm telling you guys, anyone who loves reading but feels like they don't read often enough because of the speed at which you read, check out Spreeder is a great place to go. Spreeder.com will help to ramp up your speed and there are a lot of speed no, reading apps things. no 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 well Lumosity once for a while I has could've... this too where they give you a reading test and they want to see if you can retain the information after you what yes. what do i not have to pay for well there okay there are free apps out there too where it will help you they'll they'll put you through like six lessons and then you will read a chapter from some sort of public domain uh book 
And, uh, and it's really good. And then you can set up highlighting stuff so that it highlights a line at a time. You could do two words at a time, a whole line at a time. A paragraph at a time is how the really fast readers do it. But it's essentially eye and brain training specifically for learning to read faster. And to weed out all the extra stuff that it's not important. Exactly. Which is a special section they do with Stephen King. See that? Because there is so <laughs> the extra much. stuff that we just don't need. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you can paint a end, picture, but dude. I bet in the end, we'll be like, oh, I see why that was now. I now see why that was pertinent to the story. Like some of the stuff, there's a story within the story. Mm-hmm. It's about an, a guy who's pretending to be an author, so he has to write a story. But he's really a hitman. Right, and he's telling the story of his real, it's kind of an autobiography without... Yeah. with taking his name out of it but some of it is a little too long the story within the story yeah but i bet it's going to make sense in the end yeah well we'll all find out by monday monday is when we wrap it up so if you're a fast reader order billy summers by stephen king and we'll talk about it on monday oh and then we i need to reach out to Lori. let's get her on the show and she's going to get really angry with us it's going to be tense uh very tense oh she's on vacation she is yes i believe she left yesterday okay um, okay. So no. that's not going to happen. But anyway. we got a bunch of stuff to get into today. It's Woo! a Friday, meaning at 1130 we do our slow jam where we slow down one of our segments from the week at half speed. We sound like total idiots. You'll like that. Also at 930 today, we're going to be again on TV, the brand new show Minnesota Live on Channel 5. They check in with us live, so you can either watch on your TV or listen on the radio. That coming up at 930 as we do a rundown of the Emmys coming up this weekend. When we come back, 75% of older folks used to dream like this. If you know what this is, and there's a reason why. I'll explain it when we come back on Don and Steve on my talk. You are dealing with a, a shootout, or not a shootout, an armed standoff, and literally naked, drunk lady whizzing by hey! back and forth on a golf cart. And you're like, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. And she's like, I'm just trying to find my hole. Because she's on a golf cart. She's trying to find her hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, because she's on the golf <laughs> Sure. Colleen and Bradley, listen live or podcast it anytime at mytalk1071.com or on the MyTalk app. Hey. All right, we're back. Donna and Steve on MyTalk1071, everything entertainment. Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson, producer Don McLean. What's up? Before the break, I told you that um, older folks, I'm just kind of using that generically, but older Mm -hmm. folks used to, and quite a bit older now, um, used to dream like this. It's a weird way to phrase it, I understand. But any ideas as to what I might be getting at, how people used to dream? Um, In black and white? In black and white! Is that the answer? That's true. Oh, no way. This is true. That's so funny. Back when TV was only black and white, 75% of Americans said they only dreamed that way. Now, less than 12% of people dream in black and white. You know, it's so bizarre about that. What's that, Steve? Life was still in color. I know. But I think you think color, not see color in your dreams. Right? Say it again slower. I think you're only <laughs> thinking the color like there's a dude with a red shirt chasing me. 
I don't know that you necessarily see that as much as you think it, so therefore you believe you see it. What sort of hippy-dippy <laughs> witchcraft are you trying to convince us of today? I don't know. Uh, well, I'm just I, making stuff up that sounds good. I just think it's interesting that you would live, the majority of your life would be spent living a life that is in color, and then you see black and white television, and I guess that then is like, oh, this is you know imaginary, this is how people, this is what made-up things are like, so then your made-up thing, your dream, then subconsciously becomes... Black and white? No, it's color. Weird. No, it, no, it, 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 like that's what I'm saying. Oh, back right. in the 50s, before yes. there was color TV, they lived a life in color. Yep. Then they were watching black and white TV. It's just weird that the TV image would win out in influencing their dream, right? As opposed to life. the other hours of the day. I don't know. I'm not a hypnotist. Well, that's why it's called things that make you go. <laughs> <laughs> Karl Marx. Had four daughters. Donna, you're a communist. You'll like this. <laughs> he named all of them Jenny. Okay. Equal distribution. George Foreman. What? Equal distribution. Everybody gets an equal share. Did he's what? What happens when you go, Jenny? They all come. Get in here. And then you say, Jenny, not you. Hey, Jenny, get back here. You know I'm talking to you. Jenny, get out of here. I'm talking. My to your mom should have done that. She always got her names wrong. How difficult. You know, they say that's because um, we lump our relationships into baskets. We've talked about this before. So I would never call one of my kids Donna. Right. But I might call Don Donna. Right. Work basket. Yes. As opposed to, you know, you separate these baskets. You might in your life. call Lila Addie. Correct. Yeah. Basket. Family. Kids. <laughs> I like that the more we talk about it, the more I get it and the less words we say. <laughs> it's like a weird reverse engineering. We're deconstructing these things. This is fun. How many flavors of Pringles are there? Seven. Donathan? Uh, 27. Closest without going over wins. Actual retail price is 34 different wow. flavors of Pringles. Okay. In the world, because in, I'm sure Japan has a lot of weird flavors in the U.S. alone. That's crazy. Including loaded baked potato. Come on, man. Delish. Come on, man. Memphis barbecue. Yum. And pizza. Yes. Pizza, pizza. Pizza, pizza. I'm going to get some pizza today. Pizza, pizza. The Who's Your Daddy pizza from Surly Pizza. They make it with a, it's a pepperoni. Why do you know make it in Sugu? It's a pepperoni pizza with spicy Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Hot honey on it. And I am telling you, until you've eaten it... Sounds good. You'll, you'll take a bite of it and say, oh my gosh, this is really good. And there's a sweetness and then there's a, just a little bit of bite. And then you take another bite and say, what is this? The first time I ate it, I couldn't. I kept asking the question, why do I like this so much? It's the honey. It's the honey, honey. It's the honey. I'm going to try to say this word now. Okay. Bye. Masha Lagnia. Masha Lagnia is a thing where your significant other is attracted to your, this part of your body. Masha Lagnia. Masha. Masha. Masha Lagnia. This is Polish. Give me your, hmm, I'm having a Masha Lognia. <laughs> would there be a problem if it was Polish? Yeah, what are you Masha. getting at? Uh, it's your neck? Bully. Bully. Belly. I almost said butt, and it came out bully. Okay. <laughs> it's your armpits. Oh, I love armpits. You're gross. That's nasty. No, I love sniffing a good armpit. No, you don't mean this. Yeah, I mean, if I'm in a relationship with someone, I wouldn't go up to a random stranger. What do you mean, though? So you're there. It's, it's a you pheromone and thing. Daryl. Okay, so Daryl. And- <laughs> you could see it, Don, from Walking you? Dead. Is that who we're talking about? And then he puts his arm around you. Oh, I Trust love me, it. you don't no. need to get close to smell that armpit. Oh, Daryl. That dirty really- hair. Dirty yeah. Daryl. You think he's really what? I don't know. There's something really sexy about him. Who is this guy? What does he look like? Does he is he one oh, of her type? My, oh, it's oh. who's the actor? What's like his name? Like he he'd be a part of a police lineup. You guys, <laughs> Steve, look it up right now. Yeah, absolutely a police lineup. Daryl and somebody that you're like, uh oh, he's been on the streets for a long time. I mean, it is the zombie apocalypse, so it yeah, sort of Dawn, makes sense. Don't be so okay. judgy. But I think you can dip your head in the river every now and then. Yep, I see it. Uh, Honest to gosh, if. I he barely talks. He I don't runs. Know. What's his real name? He's if I had to define him. Donna's type in a Norman word, Reedus. Yes, <laughs> defining Donna's type in a word, it's Sturgis. Sturgis. <laughs> I oh, just no. you're I whatever. Hope you end up okay. You just have to appreciate everyone. We're all God's children. <laughs> Don't try to win me with religious talk. You know That's what that I'm works. Say every time you start ripping on someone. Well, uh, uh, we're all God's children, aren't we? I guess you're right. That's it's all true. the time that we have. All right. Uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, uh, the Emmys are happening this weekend. We're uh, excited about that. We're going to break down the uh, front runners in the comedy series, drama series, who we want to win. We'll be checking in live with the brand new TV show called Minnesota Live on Channel 5. That's coming up next on my time. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. It's Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Producer John McClain, we've got her until 12 noon today. Oh so, my gosh, Donna. Yeah, I'm filling in for Rocco. Thank yeah. you for that. Rocco ran off to uh, Milwaukee. Ooh. What is he in a police chase? Why is he going to Milwaukee? It's probably some hipster concert. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, did you hear the news out of Jeopardy? Jeopardy, boy, they'll. I don't know if Jeopardy will ever be in peaceful water again. I bet their executives must be dying for this. Just get us out of the casting carousel. We have a little news, though, as to how they're going to go about it the rest of uh, 2021, which is they will just stick with Mayan Bialik. She's going to be hosting all of Jeopardy's shows until the first week of November. 
And then after November, through the end of 2021, they will have Mayim Bialik uh, switch. She'll go back and forth, schedule dependent with Ken Jennings. Okay. And so I think that that's, and they say that they're doing this while they are continuing the, the host search. To me, and I could certainly be wrong here, I think that this means it's down to Ken Jennings yep. and Mayim Bialik. And I don't think Mayim Bialik is that freed up to do the show. So I would say your buddy, Ken Jennings, is going to get this job. That I called it from the beginning. You did. You definitely did. But I will know, give you credit. Couldn't Mayim Bialik, though? And I, I think my personal preference, and this is all just what flavor of ice cream do you like the most. I think that uh, Ken Jennings is a little more my speed. But if you were Mayim Bialik, couldn't you say to producers, all right, I can free up my schedule. And it's going to take this. Yeah. And then they, uh, you have leverage, I think, if you're yeah. Mayim Bialik and you've already tested well. They've already trusted you with, uh, with the internet shows and the evening primetime shows that they do and stuff like that. You got leverage. You do have leverage, but maybe Ken Jennings doesn't want the job anyway. That can't, no, uh-uh. I'm going to tell you right now, Ken Jennings wants the job. Okay. He wants the job. I'm telling you this. I mean, if you're Ken Jennings, what could be better than that? I wonder if they're doing research to find out oh, whether sure. or not uh, people like Mayim Bialik, people like him. I bet he's going to do a little bit better than her, but we'll find out. We've got uh, probably till, what, November, December. Yeah, you know, it's funny, too. Like, I always talk about, like, oh, I really, I'm, I'm caring about this. I got skin in the game. And um, I don't, I honest to goodness have not watched an episode of Jeopardy. I know. Since, since it all happened. <laughs> since, since Trebek Jeopardy passed started. away. No, no, no. I said no. <laughs> but since Trebek passed away, I haven't, I haven't seen a single episode. And I'm just offering up all of my opinions, having not seen any of them. So I'm calling myself out there. Hey, we're going to go over to Minnesota Live right now. We're checking in with oh. Donna and Steve. Oh, my gosh. They are live broadcasting from the MyTalk 1071 studios. Good morning to both of you. Hi. Uh, Chris and Megan, it is so good to be here. The power of uh, technology here. We have multiple engineers. You would think that we were a part of a SpaceX launch. <laughs> there are so many people involved here to make sure that this all goes off without a hitch. But happy Friday to you both. Thanks. Can you hear us? We were told you might not be able to hear us. Oh, no, we hear oh, you. Yeah. We hear okay. you. We're happy for to sure. be with you. Okay, so Steve, we're speaking for the people here, and okay. everyone wants to talk about your big announcement two days ago. Oh, yes. Uh, of course, two days ago, if you missed it, I announced on Twin Cities Live that later this fall, I'm going to be uh, leaving Twin Cities Live. And so that was, uh, you know, that was sad news for me to talk about because I loved Twin Cities Live. All the time that I had on the show, loved it. Loved, of course, working uh, with Elizabeth these last seven years. But it just felt like it was sort of time for time for a change. So and now I'm stuck with them. So I wasn't going to ask Donna how do you feel about yeah, that. Yeah, I want to hear what Donna has to say about all She's this. She's mom on this, I said to Steve, I go, now that you're going to be doing radio full time, does that mean you're going to work a little harder? He said, probably not. Probably not. Yesterday, like, I made okay. the announcement on the radio, and I'm going through it. I'm talking about, you know, there's, these, there's personal things about wanting more family time and all this. And she says, so wait. You just stuck with us because the schedule works yeah. better. So we're working through some things right now. But yeah. it's nice that I'm going to have, you know, a little while longer. It's going to be later in the fall, probably end of the month of November, that I stay on Twin Cities Live. Um, and so we're really just going to soak it up and celebrate it. And I'm just going to say this. 
uh, whatever is next for Twin Cities Live is going to be different, but it's going to be great. And that's yeah, just the sure. beautiful sure. thing of change. So I will be excited watching where they go next. No well, Steve, you've been lucky to have some, some, some great partners in crime over the year. Of course, Elizabeth, you've got Donna now. So, uh, And one of the things that you guys have been talking about today, it sounds like you got the Emmys coming up. So what, yes. what's the topic of discussion there today? Well, let's just say this. You would agree, Donna. Every award show last year was terrible. Yes, they were I terrible. completely agree. They didn't. They didn't really offer any new shows. It was like nobody. We usually haven't watched half the shows anyway, or movies when it comes to the Academy Awards. But it was a bummer. We feel like we're getting some good energy back regarding the award shows. We were talking about two of the big, big categories this weekend. Uh, we'll start with outstanding drama series. There are two that come to mind. Donna, I'll let you start. Your thoughts on The Crown? I uh, love The Crown. The acting. It- is incredible, and I really believe that they might win this one. See, and, and now I'm suddenly behind. Chris and Megan, were, were either of you royal watchers? Did you get into The Crown? I, I started up? watching it. Uh, my mom watches it, and she's a diehard, and I, and I gave it a chance. I really like it. But I started from the very beginning, and so I, it's like a big commitment to me to like go to to start right there and go with it. But how about you, Meg? I haven't watched it. Yeah. That oh, Megan. Megan, you would love it. You would. No, it, by the way, I'm saying this. I've only seen two seasons, and there have been four. But the two that I saw, I thought were really good. I, I think you're right. I think I would love it. But I'm still in this. When the TV's on, it's usually something the kids want to watch. I know it's, yeah. it's misery. We are the prisoners it's of that children. time of life. Well, let me ask about Mandalorian. How do you guys think that's? Because I've seen all those. Let's talk Mandalorian. Well, you we know love what? that so, too. So the Crown and the Mandalorian each led the way. They each had 24 Emmy nominations. It almost seems like a fake number, but it's true. People really loved it. So. At my house, because, Megan, this is one of those shows that every Friday night when a new episode came out on Disney+, Plus, we stopped what we were doing, we yes. gathered up, and it became sort of like the modern-day version of, remember, TGIF when we were kids? It yes. felt like that all over again. So we're really hoping that The Mandalorian breaks through, and I think it would be cool for these Disney, Star Wars, Marvel sort of movies to break through and get the critical acclaim that, frankly, I think is long overdue. Yeah, Disney so is really, you know, in bad shape right now. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they really need... They definitely are suffering, Donna. I, I'm with you. Uh, so did I hear Cobra Kai is actually up for some awards? Listen, Cobra Kai. Have either of you seen Cobra Kai? If not... Yes. Oh, I so love it. Everyone loves it. So love good. Cobra Kai. You have to embrace the campiness, you see. You Donna. absolutely do, and that's part of what makes it so good, I think. But you know what? For all the camp that they have, they have some really dramatic moments. They have some unbelievable <laughs> fight, uh, scenes. fight scenes. Their fight scenes are, some of them get a little bit crazy, yeah. too. And the acting, when it needs to be believable, is really believable. So uh, they are up for some Emmys in Outstanding Comedy Series, so I'd love it. If Cobra Kai won, I would think it was great. Ted Lasso, though, oh. Chris Eggert reminds me of one of the characters from Ted Lasso. <laughs> Chris, it's the uh, disgruntled angry guy who's lovable i should mention very lovable but what? has a at times a rough exterior you have the assistant coach yeah well uh, he becomes the assistant coach in season two the guy with the dark hair and the dark beard and he's always yeah, yeah. I don't know, you know what i'm talking oh, about yeah, I do. aren't there eggard vibes in that guy megan little he's he doesn't say much which is a little different than chris he that guy sometimes is is just quiet with the look and the glare and not this one That's he's got a lot to say uh, so if cobra kai ted lasso or even the flight hacks. attendant comes out we've seen that hacks another yes. one that we really like so uh monday on my talk we will be doing a full wrap-up of the emmy so tune into the don and steve show monday nine o'clock all right we'll do thank you both See you guys hey with fall starting next week you may- well look at that uh, they got us started on a little emmy conversation so yes. then you bring up Hacks. I forgot about hacks. 
And I did too. And and you know what? This is uh, Jean Smart's year. Like for all the years that she's been working in television and probably movies that she's probably one of those people that you see in movies and don't even realize that it's Jean Smart. But now that she's got this um, hacks and um, mayor of of East Town, I mean, it's just on my mic just went dead, I think. Oh, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. I can't Oops. hear me anymore. Oh, okay, there, there we go. We, oh, oh, we're back. We're, we're just there. having a little technical thing. Okay. Uh, and Mayor of Easttown, she was wonderful in. Um, I believe this is going to be a really good year for her for, uh, as far as awards go. Maybe some kind of lifetime achievement. Well, it, it, almost the unofficial lifetime achievement, too. Right. Because if you have someone who basically has, you know, they've gone an entire career and then suddenly have this splashy nomination moment. I think if you're a, a member of the Emmy voting committee, you sense not pressure. That's probably the wrong word, but uh, maybe a little internal nudge of this is the time we should yeah. we, we should be doing this and honoring this because in the event that you know there aren't other shows that she spins off to down the road that land her these the same sort of recognition. She was mayor of Easttown. She played that Eastern Pennsylvanian mother doting but overly involved and just never fully at peace and bickery but also deeply loving yes all at the same time so great she played a philly mom really well and she also in um um hacks you really believe that she was a stand-up comic and that she's in vegas you can just she totally embraced the role and you kind of got like a joan rivers vibe from her um crabby Bitter, yep, yep, talented. I gotta go back. I misunderstood. Gotta that show. It's really good. You know, really, really good. I'm excited about this. The problem is the time that we started hacks. You know, we were just talking with uh, Chris and Megan from Minnesota Live on Channel Five, and Megan was saying it's all about what the the kids are wanting to watch. And it's not even that. Like, okay, do we want to sit down and watch an episode of Yo Gabba Gabba? But it's the kids are in the room, so we tried watching hacks around oh. dinner time. Mm. Like Lou and I were having dinner. The kids are outside playing, but then they kept coming into the house. And coming oh, into the house, we were like, oh my gosh, press pause, press pause. Yeah, because there's a lot of swearing. Yeah, so yeah. it made it a little tricky. But I remember really liking in that pilot episode of Hacks, the premise, the jumping off point. You could already it's sort excellent. of forecast where it was going, but you wanted to watch it unfold. Correct. All right, so Emmy Awards being handed out on Sunday. Again, we'll be talking about it all day long right here on My Talk 1071, where, by the way, you can uh, check out listener rewards for the month of September. Enter to win one year of a can of pet food. Wow. That would be really convenient. Uh, a Yeti cooler, courtesy of AARP. That's up for grabs. You can also get tickets to Straight No Chaser at Mystic Lake Showroom. Uh, we've got all of the info about all the prizes and goodies that we have up for grabs. You can go to My Talk 1071.com. 71.com see them there or very easy if you haven't already download the my talk app so many of you stream and we're just so happy that you do that some say it's the way of the future you know uh, when we come back the app. steve yeah. um if you see something you should say something i saw a couple of things it's a little celebrity uh rivalry shall you say there's a new gray's anatomy book that doesn't paint uh one particular uh, not character, but actor in a great light. And also Kevin Smith's book does the same thing. We'll tell you about those when we come right back on my talk. We're back. 
Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. It is a Friday edition of our show, which means coming up at 1130, it's the Friday Slow Jam. Now, Rocco headed to Milwaukee, but before he left, he uh, gave us a present, which is some segment of ours. We don't know which one yet. And it is us uh, slowed down to half speed, and we sound like total idiots. Don, you might be in it. Rocco might oh. be in it. We don't know. Uh, so we'll get into that today at 1130. Okie dokie. In the meantime, this. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. There's a couple of new books coming out. One is about Grey's Anatomy. Nice. This is really disappointing. Uh, not the book. The book is called, uh, what the heck's it called? How to Save a Life, The Inside Story of Grey's Anatomy. That comes out next week. Um, but apparently... I want to read this book. I kind of do too. Because I've watched all every season by peripherally, meaning my wife has stayed in it. She's like Colleen Lindstrom. She stayed in it the whole, the whole time. time. And so I've been in the room for a lot. I understand some generic arcs, and I love anything behind the scenes. I do, too. So apparently it gives new insight into why Patrick Dempsey just had to go. By season 11, his diva-like behavior and tension with Ellen Pompeo had become pretty unbearable to the point where they weren't even putting him in every episode anymore. Now... Are you guys, do you guys know whether, did they, were they in a relationship up until the end when he got, spoiler alert, I, I've i never off. watched even one episode of Grey's oh, Anatomy, okay. I'm sorry. I believe no, the answer to this is yes. Okay, so that's got to be hard when someone is playing your love interest mm-hmm. and you've got all this tension. Yeah. That sucks. Well, and by the way, you know, Shonda Rhimes is not afraid Mm-hmm. To whack a person right. in any of her shows, no matter how beloved they are, and then and viewers of Grey's know too. There's you this you hear it the next day or that night on Twitter, like Shonda, no, you didn't. Why would you do this? I heard my wife. I feel like at least two times say, "I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm sick of her just killing off people." And guess what, guys? She's not done. She's not done. She's still watching. It's kind of like on Game Game of Thrones. Sure, you know they have no problem killing off the most beloved character. Um, blindsiding all of us. Well, apparently there's a producer. His name is James D. Parriott. And he said there were HR issues. He said it wasn't sexual in any way. It sort of was like terrorizing the set. Some cast members had all sorts of um, PTSD with him. Hmm. And he was just done with the show. Dempsey, Patrick Dempsey said, listen, it's 10 months, 15 hours a day. You never know your schedule, so your kids ask you, what are you doing on Monday? And you go, I don't know. He said, doing that for 11 years is challenging, as you well know, Steve. I Yeah, I, 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 I get that if you're him. And I guess kudos, because he was making a grip, of, a grip of cash. That's why he stayed, I, according to this book. Well, he knew he should have left sooner, but they kept dumping money at him, so he stayed. That's a bummer, though. I I don't like hearing that people are treating coworkers badly. Yeah, that would be that'd be tough. Like, imagine imagine you worked with somebody and then they wrote a book 
and then you find out, like on social, hey, did you hear that Judy's blowing you up in chapter like, four? What? And you don't even have an opportunity because then people read it as gospel. When they read a book, right, they're just like, oh, wow, I can't believe you was like that. Can't you sue for libel if you feel it's I suppose false? you could, yeah. Hmm. Fake news. Well, there's another book. Okay. If you can believe it. And um, this one is coming from director Kevin Smith. He has a feud, I guess, with Bruce Willis. And he says that Bruce Willis doesn't actually like making movies. He, so the two of them crossed paths in 2010 in a movie called Cop Out. And it starred Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan. Kevin Smith was the director. And these two dislike, they just, I guess this has been well documented, but I had, this has never been on my radar. Hmm. So Kevin Smith gives it some light in this new book. And he says, Cop Out could have been a great experience if it were not for the fact that I met true darkness in Bruce Willis. He said, I love making movies. He does not. Not at all. And then, so Bruce Willis was asked about their relationship in 2013. And this is a quote from Bruce Willis about Kevin Smith. Poor Kevin. He's just a whiner, you know? We had some personal issues about how we approached work. I don't have an answer for him. I'm never going to call him out and lay him out in public. Sometimes you just don't get along. Sure. So then... Kevin Smith. I was going to say, now it feels like Bruce is taking the high road. I'm team Bruce right now. Right, yep. What happens next? Well, uh, after the movie bombed at the box office, Kevin Smith told Mark Marin on his WTF podcast that it was soul-crushing to work with Bruce Willis. Oh, wow, soul-crushing. And he said, you know, I know a lot of people are thinking I'm trying to blame the, the failure of the movie on him. He's like, I got no bleeping help from this dude whatsoever. Um, but then other people say that Kevin Smith, uh, his use of cannabis was a source of contention on the set. Um, a talent rep with connection to the film said he smokes way too much pot. He sat behind his monitor. He didn't interact with actors. The actors felt like they were out there on their own. And then Kevin Smith said... I dealt with every actor who wanted to be dealt with on that set. So that sounds terrible. Hmm. <laughs> you know? Oh, I can tell you in Jenna Jameson's book, that is actually very good. It's Steve, called, I'll tell you who that is later. <laughs> How to Make Love Like a Porn Star is oh. what it's called. Now you think, oh, it's going to be a lot of... Actually, it's just about her whole life and how... Her mother passed away of skin cancer when she was 12, raised by her dad, who was a cop. And she had a lot of unfortunate things happen to her very early on, which led her to being a porn actress. Um, So she got her first legitimate job uh, doing some reporting uh, at some award show for E! And so she was a legitimate reporter. You know, she was, you know, interviewing people. And um, Bruce Willis was absolutely disgusting to her. What he said to her in her ear, what he expected from her, the things he wanted to do to her and to meet him out by his limo at X amount of time. Ew. And um, he and who's in Blade? Who is Wesley Snipes? Oh, yeah. They were both together trying to get Jenna Jameson 
alone and they weren't oh, uh, they're like what do you care you do x y and z in your films why wouldn't you do this with us well he probably he was really gets shot in films too you know <laughs> right <laughs> so after that i thought oh i don't like either one of you guys like forever i, and will I used always to, see you as that person i used to love bruce willis I really did. Yeah. When he and Demi Moore were married, they were so cute, and he was so charming. We have this idea of celebrities and who they are, but we really don't know them. You're right. Nobody Army knows. Hammer. I know. He's another one. Like, what is wrong with you? So weird. I read this whole expose on him. I think it was in the Hollywood Reporter. And, like, his history and his family history, and there's, like, weird stuff with his father or his grandfather it's just very bizarre Hmm. you're right we put these people on pedestals and forgetting that they're you know human beings who do bad things too i'm trying to remember like did i have a moment i because i interviewed bruce willis when he was doing that movie cop out name drop and he was right next to tracy morgan but i don't think we got into any meat because as i recall i walked into the room i sat down and i said Guys, I'm feeling weird about this red sweater that I'm wearing. Ah. And then he's like, you know, then Tracy Morgan, no, I'm Brian Fellows. And he's talking to you like all <laughs> like, it's a nice sweater, Steve. Keep it on. We like it. You're so Aww. good about making small talk. Yeah. yeah. I forget if we talked about the movie or not. We probably didn't. And my bosses were probably mad. <laughs> uh, what you going to do? Uh, Don, don't go anywhere. You're staying with us I all know. three hours. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, new music coming up next on my talk.